Hello everyone, this is Attack the Backlog, the podcast where I, Mark Kuznez, tries to make a dent in their backlog one game at a time. This episode is all about One Piece World Seeker, an open world action adventure game set in the universe of One Piece where you play as Luffy and get shipwrecked on Jail Island along with the rest of your crew. What follows is a traditional One Piece adventure that's well written and fun to see play out, but not so fun to play. One Piece World Seeker originally came out on March 15th, 2019 for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. This one is a bummer. A big, fat, bummy bummer. The thing is, before playing One Piece World Seeker, I had never seen an episode of One Piece. It's a series I've always wanted to get into, but the sheer number of episodes already out made that a daunting task and I kept putting it off, only making it more and more daunting to get into. Fast forward to March 13th, 2019, when I saw a video of Kyle Hilliard, formerly of Game Informer, now of MinMax, playing One Piece World Seeker and thought, whoa, wait a minute, this game actually looks pretty cool. I I think I want to play this, but wait. I don't want to miss out on any easter eggs or stuff like that, so maybe it's finally time to tame the beast that is One Piece. Fast forward a few months later and I finally started my journey of making my way through what is now over 900 episodes of One Piece, which I did over the course of about two and a half months. Over that relatively short period of time, I grew more and more in love with One Piece and more and more excited for World Seeker. It retroactively became one of the 2019 games I was most excited to play, which was already the case since I watched 900 plus episodes of an anime in order to play it. I don't know if I have ever done more prep in order to play a game. My excitement was high and my hopes were even higher, so when I started playing it and realized it wasn't a great game, not even a good one, my excitement quickly waned and my hopes were immediately crushed. But before I get to all the bad in World Seeker, I'd like to take a little time to talk about the good in it because there are some aspects of World Seeker that are, in fact, good. Visually, World Seeker looks great. From the characters, to the animations, to the world itself, everything about looking at the game is great, which is probably why watching a video made me so excited since I wasn't playing the game. I didn't know how bad it felt. I guess I can't even be positive without being negative. In addition to the visuals, the story is a solid one-piece adventure written by Oda Ichiro himself, a story that, minus issues with pacing, would feel right at home in the anime. I don't want to get into the story because I don't want to spoil the best part of the game, and I don't want to spend the rest of this episode summarizing the events of the game, but if you're still interested in the game after hearing about all my problems because you, like me, are a huge fan of One Piece, I don't want to spoil the best part for you. So now it's time, I guess. Time to get to all the bad, all the things that made my experience with World Seeker worse and worse. And it starts at the beginning with the kind of tutorial I hate, one where buttons do nothing until the game tells you what you can do. So you can't jump, you can't run, you can't fight, you can't do anything until the game tells you you can. 
Not a big deal, but a minor annoyance that was a sign of things to come. As soon as I learned how to attack, I learned that the combat in World Seeker is terrible. This is because the camera is garbage, making it hard to see what's going on more often than not with enemies shooting you off screen and while I did learn that there's a lock on feature, locking onto an enemy is a waste of time because it doesn't help at all and instead of using the right analog stick to lock onto an enemy, you have to press left or right on the d-pad in order to initiate the lock on which is the opposite of intuitive. There are abilities you can unlock to make combat a little better like the ability to perform a perfect block or dodge which slows down time allowing you to wreak havoc for a few seconds but even stuff like that isn't all that helpful because when you're being attacked by multiple enemies many of which are probably off screen you don't get any indication of when they'll attack only an indication of where they are in the world this makes countering nigh impossible because if you can't see an enemy how are you supposed to know when they're attacking you? And to make matters worse, enemies benefit from iframes when they've been knocked down and are getting back up, so attacking an enemy you've knocked down is just a waste of time because your attacks will never land. You have to wait for them to get up, dust themselves off, and say, okay, I'm ready to fight some more. All of this makes for combat that feels terrible and it sucks because the animations have a lot of life to them and I wish the combat felt as cool as it looked at times, but it never does. Then there's the traversal system. At first, all you can do is grapple to reach tall buildings, ledges, trees, etc. But soon you'll unlock Gum Gum Rocket and Gum Gum UFO, which will allow you to propel yourself through the air and hover for a period of time. You can choose to unlock other stuff, but I would highly recommend not doing that. These two skills make getting around the world much easier and quicker and at times feels pretty good, but those times are few and far between. This is because not everything can be grabbed, so there will be plenty of times when you're moving from tree to tree and then have to stop because there's no close tree to continue the string. There may be a cliff that looks rather grabbable, but Luffy is unable to grab any cliff or rock formation, even if it's at a right degree angle. But the real problem with traversal comes from enemies, specifically enemies with guns. If you're shot while gliding through the air, you will immediately fall to the ground. This makes sense, I guess, but it's not fun and what makes matters worse is that you'll probably get shot when you're trying to propel yourself after being shot down and then you'll get shot down again and again. This kind of situation isn't a hypothetical one but one I experienced more than a few times and it was always frustrating. While chaining glides together felt good when it worked, it too often didn't work for this reason or that reason and I opted for using the fast travel system instead of doing the hard work myself. Speaking of the fast travel system, and this is a very loose way of segueing, the game has a real problem with pacing and I swear the fast travel thing will make sense shortly. The game is comprised of 16 chapters and you're probably thinking that the chapters are all around the same length. Maybe one or two is a little longer, but overall you think they're the same. If that's what you're thinking, you'd be wrong. Dead wrong. The <laughs> chapters range in length wildly to a degree I haven't seen in a very long time. Maybe ever. This is because most of the chapters end up involving a single story mission that usually falls somewhere in the go here, check up on someone, and 
fight a few baddies formula. If you avoid side missions, which I started doing rather quickly because the rewards weren't worth the trouble and the trouble was usually a fetch quest and nothing more, chapters can go by before you know it. There are, however, two chapters that are much longer. Chapter 6 and Chapter 8. Chapter 6 sees you reuniting with your crew and Chapter 8 sees you investigating the island. These two chapters are longer because they both involve six submissions spread out across the island and in both cases involve more interesting things to do. I can't express how weird and disjointed it was to complete Chapter 8 after spending a little over two hours on it to then complete chapters 9 through 14 in an hour and a half combined, maybe less. It made me lose any concept of progression and just felt wrong. And then we get to chapters 15 and 16, the latter of which is basically just the final boss fight. These two chapters make up the end game and I said I was going to get back to the fast travel system in order to pad things out for no reason other than padding things out, the fast travel system no longer works once you hit the end game and it's a real pain in the ass because what the story mission of chapter 15 involves is going across the entire island to fight small groups of robots that are the most annoying enemies in the game. There isn't even any kind of story conceit or reasoning as to why you can't fast travel. You just can't because the developers are saying you can't. I guess they just want you to experience the entirety of the island one last time before taking on the big bad boss, but I don't need to be forced to do this. If I wanted to explore the island one last time, I'd make that decision myself, and that decision should be left for me to make, but the developers take away that choice and force you instead, which is beyond annoying. After reaching the final boss and finishing them off, you'll end up with a new save that takes you back to chapter 14 so you can complete side quests and other such nonsense if you want, or if you're like me, you'll say thanks but no thanks and immediately delete the game. I can't fully express just how excited and then disappointed I was, well, am, with One Piece World Seeker, but I do hope everything I've said up until this point has given you an idea. I love the world of One Piece and think World Seeker is both beautiful and rich with story and character, but none of that matters because at no point is the game fun to play. It was a miserable experience from start to finish and part of me wishes I never played the game, but no matter how disappointing it ended up being, I can't hate it completely because, like I said at the top of the show, World Seeker is what brought me to One Piece and for that alone, One Piece World Seeker will always have a special place in my heart. Anyway, that will do it for this here episode of Attack the Backlog. Once again, I am your host, Mark Kuznez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Sausage podcast, both of which are available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Pandora. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or the Pixelated Sausage podcast, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and watch them both 
there. If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoy this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. ジャンヌ。お前が私をここに。兄さん。空中監獄が段々下に落ちているのを衝撃で大長が爆発したら島がみんなが死んでしまう。なんとかしないと。兄さん。ジャンヌ。お前は母さんの復讐をしたいとは思わないのか思うわならばでもそれよりも私は母さんが守ったものを守りたい兄さんと一緒にだから兄さんいい加減力を貸して兄さん<笑><笑><笑> <笑>何がそんなにおかしいのよこんな大変な時に麦わらのルフィ用事は済んだろうそろそろお引き取り願おうか下にお前たちの船が来ているお前はどうすんだダイナガンを世界政府に渡すことはできないこのまま空中監